As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ultimately, I'm going to keep saying it. Get 1% better every day. Just get a little bit better every day. I think it's that I can, I can say I gave it everything I had. I mean, every week, you know, so, you know, and, and maybe it means an interception on fourth and 18 when you're down 10, because I don't care uh, that it's going to say two interceptions. You know, I really don't. It's just like, I ain't quitting. So I think that, I think, I think that, that um, doing it with so many guys over, you know, 14 years and, and going to the locker room, win or lose. And I can say, thank God, we're short. We felt, we fell short, but, or we won, you know, uh, Shoot, I couldn't have tried any harder. Hey, welcome back. It's Stephen Holder. I'm here with Zach Kiefer. We're back with another episode of 1% Better. And the voice you just heard was Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers, or now, should I say, former Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers, because the news today is Phillip Rivers retiring uh, from the NFL. You, you heard there his sentiments uh, upon his last game with the I guess Los Angeles Chargers a couple of years ago, but uh, spent that 17th season here in Indy. And, you know, just a really, I think, accurate reflection, you know, of of how he's approached his career. And I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I didn't know that I'd be sitting here saying this now, but I feel really fortunate to have covered Phillip Rivers this year. I didn't think that was something I would ever say because I didn't care about Phillip Rivers, (laughs) you know, but... Back me up here, Zach, and maybe you can as well. But I, I, I have, I'll get into this in a little bit. But I have had a complete change of perspective on this guy, and I'm so happy he came here this year because I got the opportunity uh, to see him up close and personal. And I think, I think I, I benefited from that. I enjoyed it at least. I put it that way. One of the great shames is we didn't get a locker room. Yeah, yep. that's such a vital part to our job is where we get to know these guys closer and, and Rivers. Um, I'll always remember him as being a really special guy. And, and for years, I'd known he was a very productive quarterback, had the weird throwing motion, loved to talk trash. But this year, I feel like we both got a really good window into what he's about. Um, and in talking to some sources this morning, like the dude has no pretense. Like he's just a football guy. He's a great teammate. Um, and he just cares so damn much. And that very much came through this year. And I'm totally in agreement with you like 
it was a blast to get to know this guy and to get to watch this guy work. I'm a little surprised, maybe that it didn't take a little bit longer. Um, the Colts were supposed to meet with him in a month. It only took less than a week. Um, you know, I talked to him four weeks ago and he said, I think I'm going to want to play again. And here we are. I think the end of the year hurt him. And I think that playoff game in Buffalo made it pretty clear um, that it's just going to be harder and harder as he gets older. Um, but he's he's a happy guy. And I can tell you the Colts from their end this morning are happy on two fronts. One, they're happy that he's walking away on his own terms. And two, they're happy this doesn't happen February 20th. You know, like now they right. know, yeah. right? Like now yeah. they know it's time Certainty. to go to work. Yeah, certainty matters. Uh, so I think I can share this. Um, and if not, then I'll deal with it. But um, <laughs> I talked to Frank Reich this morning. He was out on his morning walk. And um, I texted him because, you know, that's what we do when these things happen. We, we reach out to people. We need reaction. We need details. And he's just, I don't know, he just felt like talking. He called. And he said a couple of things. Um as the traffic was rushing by in the background, he said a couple of things. Number one, he had an emotional talk with Philip this week. Uh, I think maybe Monday, Philip called him, said he was really emotional, and he told him about his plans. I, I assume had a similar conversation with Chris Ballard. I don't know. Anyhow, so 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 Frank was very happy, you know, that he was able to get that off his chest and and move on. And, and a lot of that, I think, it was just, you know, spending a few days with the family and considering the next step and all that. The other thing he said was, he said, you know, we are going to have to replace his leadership because it was mm-hmm. that intense and it was that uh, prevalent in the locker room. And and that's something that, as you just mentioned, we weren't in the locker room this year because of COVID. But I think just hearing the reaction of his teammates, I think we got a sense of that. Um to hear guys like Darius Leonard talk about how, you know, they're basically sitting at the feet of Philip Rivers, you know, like, and he's just imparting all this knowledge on them and, and them just observing in many cases too. I just thought that was just remarkable, you know, because this team has, I think, a lot of good leadership. And he came in and he actually one up all those other guys. Yep. That's how big of a presence he is. And and it's funny, we haven't even talked about him on the field yet. Like, we haven't even talked about that. But that, I think, speaks to who he is and and what he is and, and what he was for the teams that he played for. So that, to, that says a lot. That really says a lot. That you can come in out of the blue in the middle of a pandemic, no offseason, and basically have this team in the palm of your hand. That's hard to do, man. Really, yeah, really it's- hard to do. It's it's not just coach speak. It wasn't just Frank talking about this guy that he really liked coaching. It, it, it was legit. Like he is a Hall of Fame type leader. I think we saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ballard mentioned last week. Like you're just on the field. You're not going to fool him a lot of times. There were not a lot of bad decisions that Rivers Rivers made, especially late in the season. But beyond that, you know, talking to Ballard this morning. He's like, look, it was one of the thrills of my career to have him as a quarterback on my team. Yeah. Like, that's how much they respect this guy. And what jumped out at me was the respect the players had for him. Like, Darius Leonard's a guy that deserves a lot of respect, that has a lot of respect. Rivers was on a different level because of um, the way he approaches the game. And, and he's sort of this anti-celebrity quarterback. He doesn't have commercials. He doesn't care yeah. about all that stuff. Talking to his friends and his former teammates this year for a big story, like, they're like, dude, 
there's literally nothing else to him besides his family and football and his faith. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing else he cares about. Um, special guy. Really, really unique NFL career. Um, not bad for a guy with this weird throwing motion that one of his college coaches said, you know, you might want to move to tight end if you're going to throw it like that. You know, fifth all-time in touchdown passes ahead of Dan Marino. That's not bad. Yeah. So let's just briefly touch on, I think, how it went this year for Phillip Rivers. Look, this was a little bit of a gamble for the Colts. At least that was how I saw it initially. I thought it was actually a, a sizable gamble yeah. at, at the outset. And it turns out it was actually, it looks now in retrospect like a no-brainer, given what their options were. Their options weren't great. I mean, if, if it wasn't Phillip Rivers, it was, I don't think Tom Brady was an option. I think Tom Brady had his heart set in going to Tampa, yeah, and that had I been already it, I, set up. And then Nick Foles. Right. You're talking Nick Foles, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, what, what are we talking about? You know, so I think all things considered, great decision. He had a great season. Look. A few bumps here and there, but I think when you take into account the efficiency, you take into account the fact that the offense was very productive, okay, with despite losing a couple of very key pieces, I think this you have to admit you have to give them credit and say this was a rousing success this season. Uh, how do you see it? Yeah, you, you don't make the playoffs, you don't win 11 games without Rivers. There's just no other way to see it. Um, he made them better in a lot of ways they struggled with late in the 2019 season. I mean, you remember how Reich was fairly angry when we asked about the passing game. And yeah. at the end of 19, he said, look, we know how to throw the ball around here. That's a nod to Andrew Luck and a nod to Peyton Manning. And, and we didn't get it done this year. We're going to be better. It looked different in 19. Um, but I also think we're going to remember this season for being a huge step up in that category. But also, how much better would it have been if Marlon Mack hadn't gotten hurt, if Paris Campbell hadn't gotten hurt? I think mm-hmm. that, especially Campbell, would have helped Rivers a lot. That uh, it was fun. Like, removing my reporter hat for a minute, like, it was damn fun to watch him work at the line of scrimmage. That was some Peyton Manning-type stuff. It was. That was Drew Brees-type stuff at the line of scrimmage. And that's fun. I love that part of the game. And he was he was a magician in a lot of ways. I mean, the, remember the fourth and four call in Detroit? I mean, he changes yes. the he changes the call at the line. He sees Naheem and he gets him the pass in, in the in the flat, and it's a touchdown. That kind of stuff happens so often, and we would talk to the linemen, and they would say, "You don't even know the half of it. Like you don't even know how many times he changes the play, and it works out." That was really fun from a football's perspective. And the crazy part is, and I wrote this the day he signed here last spring. Like, this is a guy Colts fans hated. I mean, hated for years. He was the guy that beat them in the playoffs with Peyton's great. 07 team mm-hmm. with the torn ACL. He talked smack to the fans, knocked him out in 09. Um, he came here, and, and I don't think the fans got the full Phillip Rivers experience, but I think they saw how special of a quarterback this guy was. Yeah, yeah, no question. Um, I, I think that you're exactly right. I don't think they win 11 games without him. I think this, I, I think this, the playoff game. Even though they played well and, and probably should have won, um, I, I think you watch the playoffs. You can see the difference between some of the the offensive pieces the Colts have versus some of those other teams, you know. And and yet, as I said, they were able, I think, to maximize what they had, and they were able to do that in part because of Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni and, and a really good staff, but also probably more so because of Philip Rivers. There's no yeah. question about it. And so now. This uh, is 
this is a problem now. Yeah, like, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, so now we said all that. He was great, and now what? <laughs> so, and that's that's the NFL, right? I mean, to to be crass, I mean, the body's not cold, and yet we're on to the next one. You know, that's kind of how it works. Um, but it's it's a real thing, and this team is at a crossroads. They are they are a good team. They are a team that has a window here for a while. We'll see how long, but I think it's you know I think it's a, a decent sized window. But they don't have the biggest piece you need, and 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 my problem is, I got to tell you, I really thought Rivers. The more I thought about it, I'm just telling you. Now, before this news came out, yeah. I've been talking to Chris Ballard and hearing from Reich in the past couple of weeks. The more I thought about it, I was like, man, you know, I'm not really buying any of these other avenues to getting a, a bona fide quarterback. I mean, short of them working out a deal for Matthew Stafford, and I have no idea what the viability of that is. Yeah. But, like, short of that, I didn't think there were any slam dunks out there. You know, I mean, Twitter tells you Deshaun Watson. We know that's never happening. So, like, <laughs> come on, right? What were their options? And the more I thought about it, I said, you know what? Just sign, Philip. Just, just move on. I mean, unless something fell out of the trees or something unforeseen happened, which could always happen. But short of that, I was really thinking, you know what? The more I chew on this, the more I think – I'm not saying it's it's a Super Bowl option, but Phillip Rivers might have been the best option. So I, I think they're in a tough spot now, and they're going to have to work. And, I mean, I, I don't know. Where do yeah. they go? What, what do you got? I got nothing. At the very least, he was a really good backup plan. I don't want to say, like, a backup plan. Right. Like you always had him sort of like, I think he's going to come back. They've got him, and they're going to feel really good about him because he played really well this season. Now they don't. Yeah. And they have Jacob Eason, who they said last week, and this is Chris Ballard's words, he doesn't even know if Jacob Eason is ready to be the backup. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe he does, but he's not going to be in the picture for the starting job at this particular moment. They just haven't seen enough. That yeah. leaves them with what option? Um, well. the, the probability is they go veteran. But I don't know who's out there besides these pipe dreams you keep hearing about on Twitter. Deshaun Watson is not happening. Matthew Stafford is not a free agent, and that would take quite a trade yeah. to get him. And it would take a lot of resources. Sam Darnold might be on the market. I don't know how exciting that is. He's Sam not Darnold. great. That's the problem. <laughs> right. Now now but you're now you don't have yeah. the flexibility of, of being patient. Now you're you gotta right. do something. Now you gotta go find somebody. Are they going to be able to find someone in the draft at 21 that can start next year? I don't think Chris Ballard thinks that's the right avenue. That doesn't mean they don't draft a quarterback in one or two, but them starting in year one is probably a long shot. So suddenly the quarterback position becomes even more of a of a headline this season in Indianapolis because you don't have Phillip Rivers as a backstop. Now you got to go find something. You know, it, it, it really, to put it in perspective, I really think it eliminates their, uh, I guess let me put it this way. It, it takes the option of being safe off the table. Yeah. In, in other words, Phillip Rivers, as you said, he he was there. Like you had the bird in the hand, or we thought. You, you probably had a bird in the hand uh, with Phillip Rivers, presuming he was going to continue playing. Uh, worst case scenario, we know what we have there. We can make that work. We can win. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The other side now is you don't have that. And so now you have to take some chances potentially. You know, look, let's talk about that Matt Stafford um, potential. Like that's he's a legitimate quarterback. That makes you a better team. Great. Uh, can you pull that off? Uh, are there other suitors? Who's to say they want your trade? You know what you're offering them, right? I mean, so you don't have control over that situation. Uh, there are so those other scenarios. I don't think Carson Wentz is getting moved. First of all, doesn't even sound if, like it, right? Even if that were an option. And then secondly, you know, there's the Sam Darnold and those types of guys. I, I really think they're going to have to maybe take a a chance a little bit, you know. And I think. I just mentioned a guy like Teddy Bridgewater who was on the market last year. I, that didn't excite me, you know, and it was like I felt like that was kind of settling, you know, if you go there. And now though they're in that they're in yeah. that realm, you know, where they may have to settle or they either have to settle and take a chance or they have to do something just really bold and just crazy. Those one are your name, options. One name we should mention and I'm told he'll be in the conversation, is Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I, I think so, yes. It has they to like be. him. They like him. Now, the key here is he's a free agent. So I have no idea what a contract for Jacoby Brissett would look like moving forward because of what he just played on, you know, basically $20 million to be a backup, which is yeah. absurd. It won't be $20 million. <laughs> I don't know how he factors into that, but suddenly Jacoby Brissett is a little bit more enviable of an option because – you know him. You know him. He's in the building. He knows the system. And without knowing Deshaun Watson's going to be available, without knowing Matthew Stafford's going to be available, um, you do know what the commodity is in Jacoby Brissett. And like you just said, they might have to settle, which is a scary thought for a team that's really good in a lot of areas, ready to win, ready to compete in the playoffs, but they have this gaping hole now at quarterback. And without Phillip Rivers, this team might take a step backward. It just might. Uh, we're going to see how good Chris Ballard is this offseason because this might be the biggest challenge he's faced in a lot of ways, you know, since Andrew Luck retired two weeks before the opener in 19. Yeah, it, it was It was actually last year, I think this is interesting to put things in perspective, it was actually somewhat fortunate that Andrew Luck retired going into a year where there was going to be an amazing quarterback market. Last year's quarterback market was, I don't think we've ever seen a quarterback market like that. You know, we had maybe the potentially one of the, the greatest quarterbacks of all time was a free agent, Tom Brady. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that never, those guys don't even become free agents generally. I mean, you remember when Peyton Manning was on the market briefly and just how unprecedented that was, right? We had helicopters following a motorcade, you know, news helicopters following a motorcade. I mean, it's like, presidential level coverage right so that was a really rare situation what they had last year and then philip also being a part of that that free agent class uh so 
now though, this is this is not that. This year is very very different. I don't. It's funny. I hadn't really dived into the free agent list yet, so I, I can't recite them all off the top of my head. But it's not what it was last year. So it's going to be very. It's going to be much more difficult, as you said. I think this is going to be. I think this is the biggest challenge Chris Ballard has faced. There's no question about it. I mean, certainly the biggest obstacle was was you know Andrew Luck retiring, but there wasn't any roster move to make at that point. You know, this is the fallout from that. yes. This is what they're having to deal with right. two years later, and until they find the guy, they're going to have to keep dealing with it. And I'm not saying Rivers was the wrong move because I think it was the right one, but you keep kicking the can down the road. Things like this are going to happen. You sign a 39-year-old, hoping for two years, you get one. What do you do in year two? You don't have a quarterback on the roster besides Jacob Eason, and he's never been active for a game in his career. So the good thing is, you know, it's January 20th, and this isn't March. It's not April. They're going to have time to look at this. They're going to look at every avenue. I think you look at possible trades. You look at free agency. You look at the draft, and you make your decision. But um, they've got time. And, and this is the situation they're in. And, and we wrote this on August 19th of 2019, the day Andrew Luck retired. This is going to have reverberations for years. And it's 2021, and it's still having reverberations on this franchise. That's the reality when you lose your franchise quarterback like that. So yeah. um, they'll discuss Jacoby Brissett as a possibility as well. But this is going to be fascinating because I don't know. I, I don't know where they land. You know, last season it was kind of like, ah, Rivers seems like it makes a lot of sense. I don't know if there's one out there that's available that screams it makes a lot of sense right now. Yeah, and that's why I say, you know, they they may have to get out of character and either do something really audacious or costly or again, as you said, they may have to find a compromise and and that's not great either. So, I will say this for Chris Ballard. And this is this is a different challenge. I I get that, but I'll just say this. He's accomplished all of the big ticket items he's had to since he got here. And let me talk about what those are real quick. I put this in a story the other day, and I, I think this is important. Um, they have, he got here with a, a, an offensive line that was in shambles. He's fixed that. Okay. They are, they have one of the best offensive lines in football, even without Anthony Costanzo. Still pretty, still very, very good. Uh, they had a defense that was embarrassing. I mean, just a complete, complete shit show. Let's just call it what it was, right? Yeah. They have a very, very viable defense now. In fact, they have some of the best defensive players on the planet, on their team. That's yep. amazing how they do that, right? And then I think you had this situation where they were never necessarily strapped in terms of the salary cap, but they were pushing the salary cap uh, during the Grigson years uh, a lot more than they are now. Now they literally have the most cap space in the NFL. <laughs> so I got to say, that's a pretty good list of accomplishments when you go down the resume in terms of the challenges and what the outcomes were. I think check, 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 right? All down the line. Now, none of those involve your franchise quarterback <laughs> who was a, a generational talent walking away. Uh, so that is a different level of challenge. But but those are pretty big ticket items that he has handled so we'll see i mean he's going to get that contract extension from jim mercy as we know and he is going to earn that money there's no question about it so and i want to say this look at this from a, from a quarterback's perspective like this needs to be mentioned like if you're a quarterback and you don't like your situation or maybe your contract's up this year or next year like you want to come here and play here no question like i've heard this from a lot of people around the league 
Like, Frank Reich could do that with 39-year-old Philip Rivers who can't move and had a bum toe for the last seven games. He could do that with Philip Rivers. You've got a great offensive line. You've got a stud at running back, a horse named Jonathan Taylor who's going to be a stud the next couple years. you got pieces on the outside, Paris Campbell, if he's healthy. Maybe T.Y. Hilton comes back. Michael Pittman's going to be a star. You've got a really good defense like you just mentioned. You got Nick Sirianni, possibly if he stays. You got Frank Reich. Um, this is a good situation for a quarterback. Maybe a quarterback who hasn't reached his potential in some another place. I'm just throwing names out. <laughs> Maybe Derek Carr. Maybe yeah. he's available. I don't know. Maybe Sam Darnold. There's a lot more probability that Sam Darnold's available with the Jets having the second pick. Um, but this is a this is a place where a quarterback can flourish. Like you see this happen a lot. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be the Drew Brees situation in New Orleans, but look at Ryan Tannehill. He found the right spot and became a really good quarterback. Imagine if the Colts had something like that. So they're, they're going to have to look at every option. But from the other side of it, if you're an agent or if you're a quarterback, this is a spot you want to be in. And there's an opening. Suddenly there's an opening. And this team needs a quarterback, and it's a very um, advantageous spot to be in. You know, they, they could not just – you know, I think the, the plan this time, don't just sign a guy for a year. Maybe sign a guy for two or three. Maybe fi- try to find some stability because this will be the fourth different starting quarterback Frank Reich has had in his four seasons, assuming it's not Brissett. My gut tells me it's not Brissett next year. That's fascinating. They need some stability. It'd be nice to give Frank a quarterback he can have for an offseason and, and move forward with him. Um, but, but don't underestimate the fact that people know this is a really good spot for a quarterback. I think that's an important point, and I, and I think that's absolutely true. Uh, there are listen franchises have reputations in the league so you know the combine comes here every year or whatever i'm you know, often normally i'd be going to the senior bowl i'm not going to do that you know in the right. of covid but but like you know so you end up talking to people who have affiliations with other franchises and i i have never heard anybody in recent years say about the colts yeah i don't know about that place like no yeah. one says that. You know Ballard what I'm has a reputation among yeah. agents, among personnel people. Like he, he knows what he's doing, and people have taken notice. And and Frank Reich is a big part of that too. I think you know, right. from the, as you said, from from the playing standpoint, the on field standpoint, uh, yeah, people respect him, and they they have some really solid coaches on their staff on, on both sides of the ball. You know, so I really think they do have a lot to sell. So we'll see. Um, you know, again, it's not up. It's not up to them necessarily in a trade scenario. There's another party involved there, and it takes two. But I think you are right. I, I do think if there's a player out there who's motivated and can influence his future and how things go, there's no question. I mean, going to a place where he feels he can be successful is definitely a motivating factor, and I think this is one of those places. They they definitely have stability. Not at quarterback, but <laughs> they have stability elsewhere, <laughs> have had stability. Uh, you have an owner who basically will do anything you want, anything that's asked of him. You have a coaching staff that I think has gotten the most out of its players, which helps you succeed, helps you make money, all of that. So there's no question. They have a lot to sell. I, I think, who knows? I mean, we may be sitting here a year from now, and this is very, 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 very hypothetical, okay? We may be sitting here a year from now saying, I can't believe the job Frank Reich did with Sam Darnold. <laughs> 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 and if he does that, give the man all the money in the world, okay? <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. It's, it, this is going to be fun. It'll be stressful, that, but it'll be you fun. You know? It'll be stressful on our part. Yeah. Do you think the 
football gods are paying the Colts back for the 20 years of good fortune they had with <laughs> yes. Peyton and Andrew Luck. It's time for someone else to get the quarterback blessings, I guess. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, come on, right? It, I mean, I know I, clearly Jim Mercy was living right for a long time, but I mean, at some point, it, all your luck runs out at some point. No pun intended. But this, right? I mean, this is this is the reality <laughs> of it, and and I think Colts fans in one parting shot would be this: Chris Ballard knows what he's doing. He's demonstrated that. He said he's not going to force the quarterback situation. He doesn't have to force it this year, but he's got to find somebody. Yeah. And this team is too good to to take a step back and not be competitive for a playoff spot. He's got to go find someone. This is why. Um, you know, Jim Mercer brought him in to figure things out like this. And you've got a great quarterback mentor at head coach. Um, it's going to be an enviable spot. We'll find out what they do. But this is going to be a huge challenge. And it's going to be interesting to see what avenues they go and why. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. So, uh, so it begins. All right. This is just the beginning of the story, really. Um, this kicks off what is going to be a really interesting spring or winter and spring. Uh, for the Colts. So if nothing else, <laughs> it won't be boring. You definitely have some news. Um, it hasn't been boring on this beat for six years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What did I do to deserve this? I just, I went to get, uh, I went to get coffee this morning and I don't normally do that, you know, if I'm working at home, but uh, I dropped my daughter off. Of course she forgot her lunch. So, you know, I'm dad's taxi, so I go back home, get that, take it back to the school. And then on the way back, I'm like, all right, I'm hungry. I'm already tired. I need some coffee. I go to Starbucks, chilling, taking my time. <laughs> and my phone starts blowing up. I'm like, what are these people talking about? <laughs> I have yeah. no idea. I, have no I was idea. dropping my daughters off at daycare and saw the text and said, uh-oh, I got to go to work. I've got this big Peyton Manning story I'm working on for his Hall of Fame induction. And Never heard of him. Put, that's going to be put on the back burner because I got to read another, <laughs> about another quarterback. So, all quarterbacks go. all the time. That's here we, we go. It's what we do. So, anyway, uh, we just thought we didn't schedule this podcast today, but obviously, given the day's news, we we thought it was important to uh, come out here and give you some thoughts. So, hopefully, that gives you a, a start to you know where to go with all this. And uh, stay tuned. We got lots of coverage in the works. And going to be a lot of coverage on The Athletic by us and other members of our staff as well elsewhere in the country um, based on today's news. So stay tuned for all of that. If you're not a subscriber, go to theathletic.com slash 1% better, O-N-E, and you can get a great discount there on a subscription, which I don't know what you've been waiting for if you haven't subscribed right now. So thanks for joining us. I'm Stephen Holder with Zach Kiefer, and this is 1% better.